Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. Bible says this in uh, Psalms 130, verses 1 through 3. <clears throat> it says, uh, Out of the depth I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Amen to that. But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for you, Lord. My soul waits and in his word, I hope, my soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning. More than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love. And with him is plentiful redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. I want to share something uh, with you guys this morning. And build up and then, and then we'll get to where we want to get. But... You know, as we enter a new year, 2021, you know, it can be like a fresh page in a new journal where we enter in and it, it, it's a whole new scenario that we can write. We can become the person that God would have us to be. We can become a better person. We can become a better Christian. We can become a better vessel of light. And we can go farther this year than we did this past year. Thank God that God is a God of new beginnings. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? You better say that again. Amen. <laughs> amen. Thank God he is. We can start with a crisp, clean, <clears throat> you know, sheet of paper, ready for a, be a beautiful story to be untold. But my question is, what's your 2001 going to look like? Who will you be at this time next year, at the end of 2001? You know, we can be... We can be better, we can be the same, we can be worse. I encourage you guys to take this year, and we're going to talk a little bit about goals that we can set. But we can be a better version of ourselves by this time next year. Totally different version. Better version of ourselves. We can be more patient, more forgiving, more kind, more understanding, and more giving. Version of ourselves. We can right wrongs. We can learn from yesterday's mistakes. We can listen more and argue less. We can put down our phones and enjoy the family God's blessed us with. Amen. I'll say that again. We can put down our phones. Put the phone down. The greatest thing you have in life is time. What are you going to do with it? So uh, enjoy the family you have. Be a vessel of light. Make better use of your time this upcoming year. You'll still make mistakes. Not everything will be perfect in 2021, but thank God God gives grace again and again and again. Thank God he's a God of mercy. His mercies are renewed daily. Thank God it's not weekly or monthly. It's daily. He's forgiven you. Today's a new day. 2021's a new year. We can do better in 2021. 
We find right here in Psalm 130, we find David is in a pit of his life. We're not sure the situation, whether it's Saul pursuing him to kill him. We don't know if it's a situation of regret on what happened with Bathsheba or what have you. But we find David is in his pit in his life, in this terrible, terrible moment of his life, this low life, and he cries out to God for mercy. In Psalms 103, verses 1 through 2, it says this, Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. <clears throat> you know, David, I love David. He's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. David and Peter. And, uh, you know, these guys, you know, just live, live life on a, you know, edge of their sleeves, shirt sleeve. And, you know, they went out. But it, it's so interesting. If you look at David's life through the failures he had, through things he had, God still said, listen, this is the only person in the Bible he said is, this is the man after my own heart. God is a judger of the heart. And so, you know, what a, what a beautiful situation. What a beautiful story of uh, restoration. A new day is coming. And David knew that. He said, by, you know, he knew that, that God is a God who wiped the slate clean. In Psalm 130, verse 7, it says this, For with the Lord there is steadfast love. You know what steadfast means? It means never-ending. It is steady. It is a steady embrace and outreach of love. And that's who God is. And with him is plentiful redemption. Everybody say plentiful. Everybody say redemption. There is plenty to redeem us. Thank God. And it never stops. He's a redeeming God. I, I, come, I come back frequently to the day that you and I will be before the throne in heaven. And uh, what's that going to look like? You know, there's a song I can only imagine. I can only imagine. But what are you going to be doing at the throne? You're going to be on your knees and on your face. There will be zero pridefulness in you. Complete humility. And the reason why is for what he has redeemed you and redeemed me from. And we'll spend eternity worshiping him and praising him, lifting our hands to glorify him for what he has redeemed us from, for his plentiful redemption. Thank God he's a redeeming God. Amen. Amen. So <clears throat> we can rely on that. Because of God's love, he's full of mercy. And with mercy, there's forgiveness. Mercy, just to talk about mercy just a little bit because he's extending mercy toward us. As we head into 2021, mercy, by definition, is not getting the punishment or condemnation that we rightfully deserve. Thank God for God's mercy. Amen. You know, we re frequently preach on the streets. And, uh, you know, we were just up doing the homeless just a few days ago with Bannon and uh, that group. And so, uh, you know, when you're on the streets preaching, your Christianity becomes so alive when you're ministering to people either in a mission field, you know, really home, the homeless ministry is like a half-day mission trip that takes place every, every other week. And so, you know, at the end of, at the end of a day of mission trip, mission, you know, of working, you know, with the homeless or missions or whatever, your Christianity has a totally different perspective. I promise you. Is that at the end of, you know, you go up with Ben, spend a day with him, you know, you're done by 1 or 2 o'clock. All these other things that seem like so, so huge, so you know, big obstacles in your life and things like that seem so small and insignificant. You realize, listen, man, 
<laughs> I'm here by grace that I'm not there. I'm here. And God has saved me. God's given me my next breath. He's forgiven me. He's redeemed me. And now he's using me as a vessel of life, uh, of light to share the gospel with this individual that's made three or four bad decisions and now they're sleeping under a bridge. Or now they're doing this or doing that or, or whatever. And you stand there at the end of the day and you think, dear God, thank you. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your, your you know, for your redemptive power. You know, redemptiveness toward me. Your plentiful redemption has been extended toward me. The homeless ministry, mission trips, will forever alter your Christianity. It'll give you a totally different perspective on life. Amen. Mercy is not getting the punishment or condemnation that we deserve. Mercy is restraint from revenge. Mercy is also releasing the prisoner from his, his deserved sins when we extend mercy toward another. In Psalm 130, verse 3 and 4, it says this, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities. In other words, if you should keep track of iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? Amen to that. If God remembered, if we brought you up front right now and announced to everybody everything you've done wrong, how would that feel? Thank God he's merciful. Amen? If our, if our iniquities were revealed, every one of us, before mankind, God, who could stand? We can't stand. And that's, that's why he's worthy to be praised. That's why I show up here every Sunday morning, is to worship him for what he's done for us. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you is forgiveness that you may be feared. He doesn't keep track of our iniquities. Uh, and, and for that reason. That he may be feared. Forgiveness is not ignoring or overlooking or condoning. Forgiveness is treating us as if we, uh, as if we had done no wrong. Or giving up the right for revenge or punishment when we extend forgiveness. Forgiveness is welcoming the prodigal son home. Not as a servant, but as a full-fledged son. Amen. Forgiveness is not a probation, it's a pardon. Amen. It's not a probation. It's a pardon. When God forgives, this is what the Bible says. In Micah 7, 19, it says this. Once again, you will have compassion upon us. You will trample our sins under, our, under your feet and throw them into the depths of the ocean. He'll throw our sins into the depths of the ocean. In Psalm 103, 12, it says this. He has removed our sins as far east as it is from the west. In Hebrews 10, 17, it says this. Then he says, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. Isaiah 1, 18 says, Come now, let us settle this, saith the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them white as wool. You know, God created the heavens and the earth, but can you imagine the sins of mankind? How many people have lived? And the Bible says, listen, he will forgive all of our sins. Not just yours, mine, all of ours. He'll throw them as far east as it is from the west. What a magnificent God. What a magnificent God we serve. Forgiveness gives us hope, hope of salvation, hope of another chance to do better, hope of acceptance at God's throne. We should be thankful for the hope that forgiveness brings. In Psalm 130, verse 5, it says this, I wait for the Lord and my soul waits, and in his word I hope. Hope is not wishful thinking. 
like you're tossing coins in a wishing well. Hope is certain, assured, that God is faithful to complete his word. His unchanging word, it never changes. That God takes his promises at face value. In Psalm 130, verse 7 and 8, it says this, O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. I just read that. And he will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. To be redeemed results in being freed from bondage to sin and failures of the past. To enjoy the benefits of a new beginning, of a new start. In reality, there's no undo button. You can't undo the sins that we've committed. You can't undo cussing somebody out. You can't undo, you know, bad business decisions or whatever. But thank God with God, there is a restart button. There's a restart button with God that we can have a new beginning with a new slate and a new page. It says he wipes, he wipes all sins from us where we can start anew. If we extend mercy toward another person, it's like hitting the restart button. We give them a new chance, a new beginning. And thank God he does that with us. And because he does that with us, we need to extend the same toward others. Now we hit the restart button. All right, here we go. Let's start again. I'm going to allow you to start again, to become a new person, to, to do better. To do, to do new things. There's always a new beginning with God. Thank the Lord. It's like the first grader who ruined a sheet of paper and timidly walked up to the teacher's desk and showed her the rip. And she smiled at him and gave him another sheet of paper and said, listen here, do better this time, child. It's like that. If you mess up the paper, listen, they don't try to erase it or whatever. They give you a new sheet of paper. All right, start again. And that's how God is with us. 2021 is that new paper for us. That's a new paper for Christian Assembly. That's a new paper for you. That's a new paper for me. And the question is, is where are we going to be on December 27th, right? Is it 27th? 27th, 2021. Where are we going? What are we going to do? God is giving us a new start, a new beginning, if we'll take it. All right? And so he'll do that in your individual lives. He'll do that for us as a church. And uh, God wants to achieve great things. But we, we need to move forward. This is certainly not a license, you know, to sin or whatever, but it's liberty to begin again that God's extending to us. Paul asked the question in Romans 6.1. He said this, Well then, should we keep sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? And he goes on to answer in verse 2. He said, Of course not since we have died to sin. And Paul goes on to ask more questions in Romans 6, uh, verse 2 and 3. He said, how, how can we continue to live in it, or have, or have you forgotten what we have joined with Christ Jesus in baptism? We joined him in his death. And Paul goes on to explain in Romans 6, 4. He said, for we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by his glorious power of the Father, so now also we live new lives. Everybody say new lives. We, uh, we live new lives in Christ. Peter said this in 1 Peter 2.24. He said, I personally, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live from what is right. By his wounds, we are healed. Amen. Thank God he's, a, he's also a healer. He can heal us. He can heal us of emotional, you know, uh, emotional issues and things like that. God can heal us. God, you know, God can restore us. God, God will allow us to go forward. So because God does have mercy and does forgive, 
we can know each day as Jeremiah wrote. Jeremiah wrote this in captivity in Lamentations 3.20, verse 24. He said, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of our Lord never ends. Thank God his love never ends. His mercies never cease. Anybody thankful his mercies never cease? Listen, if you're not raising two hands, raise the hand. Listen, God is merciful. Thank God. His mercy begins afresh each morning. Today, he's merciful. Yesterday, he was merciful. Today, you have a new page to write on, a new blank page. I say to myself, he says this, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore, I will hope in him. Praise God, we have hope in him. If Mary Magdalene can have a new start, thank God we can have a new start. If Peter, who denied Christ three times, can have a new start, then we can have a new start. If Paul, who was a murderer, and, you know, authorized the execution of another, can have a new start, thank God we can have a new start. Amen. He will do it for us as well. I want to encourage you guys to dream bigger in 2021. So I'm a visionary kind of guy. It's probably, you know, it's something I'm always, always like this. 2021, I want to talk about December 20. This is the 27th, right? I want to talk to you about 2020 or uh, December 27, 2021. I want to talk to you about that for a few minutes. It can look like a couple different things. And so, you know, pastor's here, I'm here, whoever's here. Where, where are we going to be at in 2021? What are we going to look like? Uh, you know, are we going to look the same? Are we going to look different? Are we going to, you know, are we going to decrease? Are we going to increase? What, what is our story for 2021 on December 27th, looking back? And so uh, I just want to paint a picture for you guys because this, this is, you know, the Bible says this without a vision, God's people perish. One definition of perish means fail to fulfill. And so if we don't have a vision, if we don't have a goal for 2021, if we don't have a target that we're trying to hit, then, then we'll fail to hit it, to be honest with you. And so, you know, if God is giving us a new beginning, a new, a new fresh start in 2021, what are we going to write on his journal? What's Christian Assembly going to write on this page? What are you as an individual going to write on his journal? What's your, what's your story, what's your journey going to look like in 2021? How many of you would agree that we could all probably do a little better in 2021 than we could in 2020? In some area, if not most. Would you agree to that? If we're looking at 2021, looking back at 2020, we could all probably agree. I could probably adjust in a couple ways. Or I could probably do better in this area. Or I could do better in that area. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you guys. I'm going to challenge you guys this morning. Number one, as we go forward in 2021, um, you know, I want to encourage you to take this, like I said, as that sheet of paper and have some goals. Number one, I want to encourage you guys, like I said, if, I, if, I don't, if we don't paint the vision or, or goals, then we'll fail to, to hit it. How many of you believe that prayer is the foundation for everything, not only in our individual lives, but our church body? Would you agree to that? That the very foundation that we operate on is prayer. How many of you would agree that we could do a better job praying in 2021 than we did in 2020? Would anybody agree to that? 
I will, I will publicly repent. I should have prayed more in 2021. Not only for situations around my life, I could have prayed more for the church. I certainly could pray for missions more. How many of you would agree that you could probably pray for missions more in 2021 than you did in 2020? Would anybody lift their hand to that? I can as well. And so, how many of you know the end product of Christian Assembly Church, the end product, is we are not a building. We are an entity, a body of believers that come together to be launched as one force into the world to share the gospel. Is that factual or not? Anything short of that, if we look at us as a church body, is what, if you see walls, if you see anything else, then our vision is not focused on what it should be. You, we are, listen, whether we're meeting in a parking lot, whether we're meeting in a fellowship hall, whether we're meeting here or in somebody's house, this is the church, the, the us, the people, not the, not the walls. The walls are convenient because it provides heat. It gives us a nice place to look around. But really, the church is us, the people. And so I'm talking to you when I say the church. I'm talking to us as people. God has brought us together. The Bible says, that, you know, that we were purposed. Before we were formed in our mother's womb, he knew us. Listen, he knew you. He knew me. And he purposed for us to be here at this point to work together as a team, as a force to get the gospel to our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and innermost parts of the world. If we think short of that, then our vision needs to be expanded. Amen? And so I want to challenge you guys as we go forward. Number one, how many of you would agree with me to be a, do a better job praying this year, not only for those around us, for lost humanity, but also praying for our church body, for our leadership, and for missions? How many of you would, would, would agree to pray more? All right, Lord, you see their hands. Lord, take, take their names right now, Lord. Every one of their names. Now, you just gave your word, didn't you? All right, I'm glad you signed up because I want to share something with you. We are putting together a prayer team. And we're not sure if it's going to be on like a Thursday night or if it's going to be an hour before service. But listen, the leadership and people here at the church are maxed out. And I'm talking, you know, time-wise and things like that. We just, uh, you know, and the Bible says the body grows as each member, not each leader, each member does his part. And so what we want to do here is as we launch into 2021, as a body, we want to do a better job praying. And so what we want to do is we're going to put together a prayer, uh, a prayer team, a night of prayer. It'll either happen maybe Thursday night or it'll happen on Wednesday or whatever before service. And what we want to do is we're going to, we're basically going to have a sign up and things like that and see who would be interested. Even if you can come once a month, twice a month, if you come every, you know, every week, we have to build our church with prayer starting out with. And so we're going to put this together. We want to encourage you guys to be a part of that. Uh, we're going to pray for missions. We're going to pray for church leadership. We're going to pray for the church. Uh, we're going to pray for lost humanity in our area, how we can be more effective in reaching them. And so the success of Christian Assembly in your individual lives in 2021 begins with prayer. It starts with it. If we skip that, then our foundation is weak. You have to start with this. And so we're going to put this together. I want to encourage you guys to be a part of that. Uh, I'll share more details as we head forward. Amen? So we as a church are going to provide you an opportunity to pray for missions, pray for missionaries. We'll share about situations overseas that we need to pray for, dire situations. We're going to share situations in our area, in our own church body, to give you guys a chance to pray about. 
and, and to become a part of a force to pray and, and build a strong foundation for us to build upon. Amen? And we'll pray for your individual lives, your own families as well, but we're going to do it as a, as a corporate group, and we're going to provide that for you guys. You know, the Bible says one can put a thousand to flight and two, 10,000. So we're a lot more powerful when we pray together, when we join together, and uh, we'll believe God, you know, that have, you know, that heaven will hear from us and, and we'll be able to move mountains together. Amen. Amen. We can do a better job praying. Amen. One more time, lift your hand and say, God is me. I'll pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to give you guys an opportunity to do that uh, if you can make it. The second thing is this is um, I know I know pastors shared about this in the past. Uh, we can do a better job serving um, as well this year. How many of you would agree that, you know, Christianity, let me start with this. How many of you believe that Christianity means Christ-like, right? Christ-like. Everybody say Christ-like. Christ-like. All right. So if we're going to be Christ-like, like Christ, right, we're, we're doing our best to be like him, then we need to have the same heart that he had, right? We need to have Christ's heart. You know, it's interesting that the King of glory, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, you know, Jesus came to earth not to be served, but to serve. And so if we're truly going to be Christ-like, then we need to sell everything out to God. I can remember when I got born again, I was so thankful I wasn't going to hell. I say this frequently. I'm like, listen, thank you. I am not going to hell. And uh, because I'm not going to hell... My exact words were this, Lord, listen, if you want me to sweep floors, I will do it the best of my ability to glorify you. If you want me to clean toilets, I will do it to the best of my ability to glorify you. My exact words. When Kristen signed up to marry me, and uh, I said, listen, my exact words are her, listen, I could end up in a tent in Cambodia, my exact words, is that's what you're signing up for. I'm not sure where God's going to leave me, God's going to take me, but that's what you're signing up for. I was so thankful I wasn't going to hell, you know, the beginnings of my Christianity, you know, I mean, that was basically all I knew how to pray. And that's where we need to be. Whether you are 30 years down the road, 50 years down the road, 80 years down the road in your Christian walk with God, our first prayer should still be our prayer today. It, It doesn't change. Our prayer is, God, listen, anything you want me to do, you have earned it. Christianity, your salvation is not free. It costs you something. Well, what does it cost you? It costs you everything. And so people say, well, it's it's free. It is not. When you get saved, it's more than a prayer. It is a life surrender, life commitment to the master. God, listen, my life now belongs to you. You want me to move to Africa? You want me to move to Asia? You want me to move to Cambodia and live in a tent? Listen, he bought that by redeeming you. He bought your life. And when you sign up, that's what you sign up for. And so how many of you agree with that? All right. So when, we, when we're saved, if we're truly on our face before God, then our life, everything we have, everything we own, we should be willing to get rid of it for his glory. If God wants you to sell your house, if God wants you to move to a tent in Cambodia or somewhere in Africa or something like that, listen, you got to go <laughs> because he has bought you. Amen. I remember the story of Jonah. You don't want to end up in a, in a whale's mouth. God calls you, you got to go. And so uh, that's how we need to live our lives. Now, so, you know, I can, I can honestly say there are many days where I, you know, where I have taken back some of that and I got to re-give it back to him. All right, God, I'm sorry. Here you go. And so that is how our flesh is. Every day your flesh wants to live for itself. And every day you have to recommit it to him. Amen? 
And so we should be willing. I went to Bible school, and when I, when I graduated Bible school, there was a woman that graduated with me who was 92 years old. Graduated Bible school in 92. She moved to Africa and became a missionary. And lived as a missionary, I think, five or six years with a tribe in Africa. Sharing the gospel and spent the last remaining days of her life that way. Went to glory in Africa. They shipped her back and had a, you know, glorious going home celebration. You know, if you're sitting, sitting here or you're watching on TV, if you're 92, hey, our, your time's not up, man. You sign up for your whole life. God, you do with me today whatever you want. And so if God tells us to pack and move today, hey, we got to pack it up and go. Because he has bought us with a price. Amen. How many of you agree in 2021, I can do a better job being less selfish and living more for God? Amen. I would agree with that as well. As I've looked at this day and I look back at maybe time I watched TV and things like that. And I thought, you know what? I wasted some time there. And uh, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I look back and I could do a better job. I could have been praying. I could have been uh, doing something more productive for God. Well, I'm glad you guys raised your hand. Uh, we're going to give you guys an opportunity to serve. And so uh, we'll give you guys an opportunity to serve in the church and serve God. And when I, when I say serve, I'm not talking about work. This is not work. This is an opportunity for you to sow. We're not working, we're sowing. We're sowing into someone else's life. We're sowing into someone else's eternity. We're laying our life down for the betterment of another, which means we are acting Christian, Christ-like. My life is laid down for the betterment of another. And so the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation, if, if you're going to sum it up in one word, it is redemption. The entire story of the Bible is a redemptive story. And so we need to live our lives that way. Jesus gave his everything for the benefit of another, and we need to live our lives in the same fashion, that we lay our lives down, we need to lay our time down, our finances down, we need to lay our phones down, lay whatever down for the benefit, for the, for the betterment of another. Would you agree with that? So we're going to share a little bit. We're going to, uh, I know I have some opportunities coming together, and it's not going to be working. I know we need guys in a parking lot ministry. We need uh, guys as, as greeters. Um, even a welcome team. Uh, we're we're going to need some people in some different areas. I know Sydney probably needs people in the back uh, working in the homeless room, things like that. We will give you an opportunity to sow into somebody else's eternity. And so I want to challenge you guys this year. Whatever we serve this year, I'm asking you guys uh, you know, to consider doubling it. And so somebody's going, that's a lot. Well, listen, he gave you a lot. <laughs> God's given us a lot. And so you know, really we can give a lot back to him. And it's our way of sacrificing and give our lives back to God. Amen? Amen. And so, and then finally, we want to give you guys uh, an opportunity. Once again, we are, we are a vessel. We are a living, you know, organism that moves and things like that. The church, not the walls, but, uh, you know, as a, as a body, we are a living organism that does not end here. This is not our ceiling. This is not, this is not where it is capped off. And so regardless of your name, regardless of your heritage, regardless of, you know, the background, it, it doesn't, listen, man, when we're before the altar, none of that stuff matters. When you are in front of the altar, it's not going to matter what your name is, your background, your none of that stuff matters. When you're before the altar, you'll be there living empty before God. Listen, my, listen, I worship you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. And, you know, Jesus said, you know, Pray that, uh, you know, his will on, on earth to be done as, as it is in heaven. And so that really that's the way we should live here. And we can all agree that we've all fallen short, and I'll start with me, is that we have all fallen short of that. 
Is it uh, the way we live in heaven, that we are a vessel for him, a vessel humble before him with zero pridefulness, zero arrogance, as we would be in the throne? That is how our attitude should be here on earth. I am a vessel of light for you. Amen. Your job is not the end product of your life. Your house is not the end product. Money is not in it. These are just vessels and vehicles and, and you know, attributes that you have to fulfill what God would have you to fulfill. And so 2021 can be an amazing year for us. It can be an incredible year. Amazing. I'm talking, you know, we can get thousands of people born again. We can reach out into these kids in a, in a, in a tri-state area. Go into these schools that need an answer. You know, Brother Robert has started some of that. And Rose, they've started some of that and, and bringing some of these uh, homeless kids. How many believe we can bring a whole lot more? And uh, listen, this is what we are about reaching people. This is every form, every fashion of this ministry needs to be geared toward that. I don't care if you're leading the praise and worship team. You know, you're here to enter in the presence of God to get the gospel out. I don't care, you know, what you are doing around here, what your, what your profession is, your background. We are vessels working together, using our gifts, our talents, our callings to, get the, to be a vessel of light to others. Anything short of that, we are falling short. Amen? Amen. And so we can do great things, amazing things as Christian Assembly in 2021. God's given us an opportunity. Push the restart button to have an amazing year coming up. I want to encourage you guys. Um, I don't know what pastor has in mind with fasting, fasting and prayer. I know he usually does that in January. Um, I don't know what he has coming up. But uh, whatever you fasted last year, fast some more this year. Whatever you prayed last year, pray more this year. Whatever we served last year, serve more this year. How many of you agree I can do a better job in 2021 than I did in 2020? How many of you agree that I could probably invite more people to church in 2021 than I did in 2020? Amen? Listen, you kind of, this is where people can get in the presence of God and hear God's word. How many of you agree I can, I can do a better job sharing my testimony and sharing my faith this coming year? I want to give you guys, I want to encourage you guys, once again, write the vision, make it plain, and then those who read it can run toward it. I want to challenge you guys, all right? How many of you agree with me and make a promise for God? God's watching. He's looking over the banners of the heaven looking. All right? How many of you make a promise to me? We can invite 20 people to church this year. Can we do that? All right, I got three people. So you three are going to have to invite 60. We can invite people to church, more people to church this year than we did last year. We can invite them. Listen, come. The presence of God is here, and God will meet you here. Amen? We can invite more people to church. We can share our faith, share our testimony with others. Never be ashamed of the gospel. Amen?